everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today we are at You Belong Here, a beautiful community, creative space here in San Diego that just opened up a few months ago. And I'm super excited to chat with our guests today, Stacy Keck and Nick Rock. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you both for being here and letting me come in and check out You Belong Here. I'm super excited to chat with you both. Um, I actually had Nick on Coffee and Convos last year, mm-hmm. and fun fact, she did say that she wanted to open up a creative space, <laughs> and here she is, not even a year later, know, it's crazy. in the space itself. Mm. So, thank you both for being here. Thanks for having and us. And I guess having me here. Oh, yeah. I truly, Thanks truly you. appreciate it. First podcast Yay! In space. I know. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. There's so many things I want to start off with, but I would love for each of you to introduce yourselves and share a little bit of your story. Okay, I'll go. You go first. (laughs) Um, I'm Stacy, and I'm a photographer, and I've been doing that for about 10 years, and I'm really happy that um, I met Nick and that we made this space together just based off of our kind of mutual needs to have a place to um, create new things and experiment and involve our community and other people who like to do the same kind of stuff. Sweet. <laughs> I love All it. Right. I'm Nick Rock. Um, I'm an owner and founder of Nick Rock Designs, which no longer exists, actually. I closed it last year um, so that I could pursue You Belong Here. But I also have a small business called The Rock Shop, which specializes in empowering women to own their voice and celebrate their fierce through party wear, um, which is laser cut. And I'm talking about like cake toppers, stir sticks, signage, stuff like that. Um, and I'd say like 2017 was kind of a rough year for me. I was just kind of recovering from some like health issues and a loss um, in the family. And I kind of got to a point where I was just like, I need something that feels truer to me and to my spirit. And 2018 came around, and I was manifesting all kinds of stuff. And then I met Stacy, and then we we created You Belong Here. So yeah, tell us your story because what I love about You Belong Here is you literally met just looking at the space. You didn't really know you knew of each other mm-hmm. through mutual friends and all of that, but you've never met before. You got to check out this space. Never. I just showed up, she showed up, and that was kind of it. It was, yeah. it was pretty funny. Our friend Sam, Samantha Louise Designs, Sam yeah. Merritt, she put us in touch, and we had both been talking to Sam and, and telling her how we were wanting to do something like this on our own. I had been looking for a, a building for a space for close to two years by oh. the time I finally found one, and... Um, I was aware of this space. It was something that, that my friend Angie, who's part owner of the soda bar next door, had pointed out to me, and we both agreed that it looked like a big project. <laughs> I wasn't really wanting to take something like that on myself. And then through talking to Sam, she she had told me, like, you should meet Nick. You guys are basically saying the same thing. You're mm-hmm. wanting to do the same thing, and maybe you could do this together. So, um, yeah, she said that Nick had found this place and I should meet her at this day and time. And I'm like, oh gosh, that place? I don't know. I'm not really into that place. She's like, just go meet her. And then, yeah, showed up and we walked around and these, uh, these big windows kind of stole my heart. So all that natural light for photos, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of a dream. I mean, it was from the get-go, it was something that I looked at and I just saw like all the potential in it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even look at <laughs> the fact that everything was pretty much destroyed. The walls were super crooked. Um, the restroom was a disaster. Like I knew, I knew it existed. I saw it, but I could just see past that. Mm-hmm. And I think it took Stacy a little while to, to envision that. Like we did get an inspector over here and for the most part, they looked at it. They said, hey, you know, it's nice. Um, it's a nice space. It has potential. But you're probably going to be investing a lot of money in it. 
Um, and we were both kind of like, do we want to invest money into something that does not belong to us, um, that we don't ultimately own? Um, it, so it took us a lot. Took, took us, us like a while. Three months before we even signed the lease, mm-hmm. oh, we wow. Nick was emailing and talking to the property managers that entire time, just trying to go through all of the the what ifs and make sure that we weren't just I don't know making a completely horrible business decision. Yeah. Um, we even had a contractor come in here and he checked out the space because we have to make. Being that our business is very open to the public, we had to make sure that our space is ADA compliant. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a contractor in here to come look at the restroom because it was super tiny. And he gave us a quote of around like, it's around like $18,000. Oh, wow. And I had asked him, he came by and then I was asking him like, okay, if you were to be renting out of space, he's like, what, Emma, what would you not invest He's like, I would never put $18,000 into a space that didn't belong to me. And I was like, okay, I guess we're <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> Even though we didn't spend that much on the restroom. But, um, yeah, we found ways to make it, mm-hmm. to actually enlarge it and move some things around so it's, it's way easier yeah. to access. I love yeah. the restroom. We did a, It's so cool. <laughs> we researched a lot. Like We went into the city website and we found out a lot about building codes and permitting and we worked our way around it. Wow. Like, we found a lot of loopholes, which kind of sucks for the city, but great for us. Um, (laughs) We actually went down to the city permits Mm -hmm. office, too, and pulled records and talked to, what, like, four different people until we finally got an answer on Mm -hmm. things. And they just kind of sent us home actually feeling really good about what we were doing. And we felt like we had actually done everything right. So, um, yeah, we learned a lot in the last eight months for sure and we it's learned. only been eight months so. yeah it's been it took That's us so about the build out took us about six months right um a little over maybe yeah 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 well we started in june yeah like end of may end of yeah. may june yeah and so we were we were done by i mean we we're still adding some things here and there to this day but majority of it like was done by the 28th of november the day before grand thank, thank you nick's husband <laughs> ian <laughs> So my husband is an engineer, so he's and he's got tons of experience um, in working in construction, and so this pretty much was an easy task for him to take on. Uh, if we had to hire people, like actual contractors, mm-hmm. to come in, yeah, this would have There's probably no way. we would have yeah. walked away from the get go, yeah. definitely. But I kind of knew when I got in here, seeing what needed work, I had my husband come, he looked at it. He's like, that's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. You don't need a contractor for that. And he's like, we'll go online and we'll read everything. And that's exactly <laughs> what we did. That is so awesome. So, yeah, and we got everything taken care of. Like, we we learned a lot on our own as well. Like, mm-hmm. so we learned how to do drywalling and like we used a jackhammer. We used jackhammers. Yeah. Oh man. We d- we did a lot on our All own. All the painting. Yeah. I yeah. love the painting and the colors Thanks. and just everything that you added, just the little details even with like the decals and um, your mission statement when you first walk in, like it really does feel welcoming. Thanks. And Ian and I love this space and let's not confuse my Ian with Nick's Ian, but um, <laughs> my boyfriend Ian and I came to pretty much all of your events. You have been to <laughs> yeah, all of our right. events. Because <laughs> we were like, this is too good to not come out and support you guys Aww, because... Just seeing the space that you've cultivated and what you've created, and you could tell that you've poured a lot of your heart and soul into this, and I'm sure blood, sweat, and tears, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but just seeing everything come together, and it's this full space. It's the same thing. It's the same feeling I get when I walk to Gold St- or when I walk, when I go to Gold Standard Studios, <laughs> and I get to see Ian and I'm in space come to fruition. You can tell that wherever it is that you put your heart into mm-hmm. that this is this is it this is kind of like the physical space and the embodiment of it and yeah. it's really really cool um i would love to hear more about your mission about why you created this space and why that was more of a need not only for you two specifically but your contribution to the community got it um should i go first sure i think for for me personally and i think when we put together both of our needs, um, you know, that together combined becomes the whole purpose and the mission of the space. Um, but for me, I've been, I was wanting to find something that I belonged to. 
Um, and my story kind of started from when I was in high school, and I am a mixed um, breed, I guess. <laughs> I'm Filipino, Spanish, and Palestinian. And I did not belong to any community at all in high school. I couldn't join the Spanish club because my parents raised me in an all-white neighborhood in the 80s, and they did not want to teach their child how to speak Spanish and stand out. Um, my dad is Filipino. He spoke Tagalog, but he did not teach me. Mm. Uh, so when I tried to join um, the Spanish club, no one took me seriously because I couldn't even speak Spanish. <laughs> Aww. And it wasn't just like Spanish club as in like the language. It was like the culture. Mm -hmm. But no one was like, yeah, but if you don't speak Spanish, this is weird. And kind of, I was kind of outcasted. Um, I joined the Filipino club and I hung out with all the Filipino like peeps. But I didn't look Filipino. Everyone's <laughs> like, you're such a fake. You're a poser. Aww. And I'm like, no, I promise I'm Filipino. Um, I just didn't belong to anything. And when I got into college, kind of the same thing happened again. I joined... Um, uh, like activist club, I think it was called Mecha. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called over at San Diego State. And the first meeting I went to, they brought up a discussion on the school mascot. And at the time, it was the Aztec Warrior. Mm -hmm. Super controversial. Everyone was super opposed to it in the Mecha group. I was like, I didn't understand what the. I know, like people were saying appropriation, but I still didn't understand how that was kind of like a diss to the Aztec cons. So because of that and not having the same thought process as a lot of people, I was outcasted. So I kind of went through this phase where I kind of felt like I didn't belong anywhere. And up until I started my business, Nick Rock Designs, I still kind of felt like that. Like, yeah, I was working in an um, industry where you get to meet a lot of people, but I essentially just never felt like I fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, kind of went down the road a little bit, like years later, 2016 came around, I got cancer, I someone I loved had cancer and died, and it was just a really scary time, and I just thought, I'm not gonna sit around and wait for my life to happen and wait for people to accept me. So I just decided I would start my own community. And I knew what I wanted that community to look like, um, and I wanted everybody to be in it. I didn't want there to be a clique. I didn't want there to be only people that look like this or people that act like this. I wanted diversity. I wanted like all the flavors <laughs> to be in my community. And so I basically sought that out. I went and just started talking to people and be like, hey, you're cool. Um, I want to learn from you. I want to like teach you. I want to help you. I want to be your friend. And that's kind of how it started. So by 20, I'd say 20, end of 2017, I kind of sat back and looked at like my life. And at the time I was still working in the wedding industry for Nick Rock Designs. And I realized that I no longer wanted to do that. I was not living the life I wanted to live and I was not becoming the woman I really wanted to become. And that was someone who was really invested in their community and helping people um, change their lives. So I decided by 2018, <laughs> that I was gonna make a change in my life. I was gonna say no to a lot of things and that meant me saying no to Nick Rock Designs. Um, I didn't know what 2018 would bring, but that's when I met Stacy, <laughs> And that's when we came up with the idea of You Belong Here. It essentially was not supposed to be a creative like collaborative workspace. It was supposed to be just a studio for photography and a studio for laser cutting. Mm -hmm. But then when we sat down and met, we started talking about like our needs. And we both realized that we had a way deeper need than just like the surface of our businesses. It was more like wanting to create something, wanting to create something new, like a new culture of working. Yeah. Um, just how people interact and how bringing people together. And so that's kind of how it started. That's how You Belong Here began. It was just this need to see people work together and be together. Um, and making sure that people have an opportunity to create community. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's that's my it. that's <laughs> like kind of my take on it. Um, so I, now it's Stacy's turn. <laughs> Nick's like the unofficial like minister of this <laughs> this church. Yes, it's <laughs> a church, right? <laughs> yeah, it it feels like one. I'm yeah. 
I know for me personally, I have kind of felt a similar sense of just not really having a, a defined sense of who my people are sort mm -hmm. of until I got into photography. I went to school for PR and I, I did a lot of writing and, and working for a small agency. We represented design clients and, uh, and then, yeah, I had a relationship that ended and just kind of needed to find a way to meet new people and get out in the world and got into shooting events. And then, um, yeah, it's already been 10 years since that all began. Um, but I, I think that when you find yourself working in a creative field, even though you do have friends and you meet people who bond or, or who do creative things, you can bond with them over that. Mm -hmm. But there's still this sense of isolation when you're, yeah. you're a creative and you're working on your craft and, you know, you're out taking photos and then you come home and you're editing and mm -hmm. you're, you get these little bursts of, of energy by being around other people. But then r the reality is most of the time you're just at home working by yourself. And I think I'm just so excited to see what this becomes and, and who is drawn to this space and being around other people who, who are doing the same types of things and seeing what we can all learn from each other. Um, I know that in my own journey as a photographer, I have learned so much just from being around other people and going on trips and, you know, weekend, just little adventures out to Joshua Tree or <laughs> Salton Sea and, and taking a bunch of cameras and, and just seeing what, what happens with that. So I'm so excited to get other people who are looking for that, that sense of mm -hmm. um, collaboration and just being able to, to share what we've learned with each other mm -hmm. in a really relaxed and natural way. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, can I just talk about our mission? Yes, for absolutely. Please. So you belong here. Um, our mission is kind of broken down into like, what would you say? Like not really paragraphs, but like four statements. Yeah, four core. Four core words. statements. Yeah. yeah. Which is space. So we want to we're creating space, so we're opening up our doors to people, and it's not—it's not an exclusive place. You know, we're just allowing people to come in here um, if they want to collaborate, to network, um, to learn. This is the space we're creating. Uh, education. So eventually, with you belong here, we're going to be implementing a lot of like kind of—I um, want to say like workshops and like speakers coming in and teaching our mem our members uh, just about what it's like to run a business. We're gonna teach people about, I don't know, like creating their LLC or accounting, bookkeeping, like all those really important things you need to know mm -hmm. as a business um, to like, you know, to thrive. Uh, communication, or not communication, but it's an education, I already said education, right? Community. Community, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like totally mixed up here. So community is super important for us to not only engage people who come and to, YBH as our community, but also the community that we're in. Uh, we want to honor the fact that we are here in City Heights uh, and the community that they have here. We want to be a part of it. We do not want to change it. Um, so we're kind of making it our goal while we're here to make sure that we get involved with any of the community events that are going on. Uh, our m most recent one was, let's see, was the holiday pop-up, right? Yeah. The holiday pop-up, we basically had the pop-up um, to benefit Bridge of Hope, which is here in City Heights. And what they do is provide food, clothing, um, and housewares to people who are in transition with their life. And it's usually people who are homeless or refugees. So we're making sure that we take a stand in our community and we play a big role because that is our responsibility. Like when you come into a space, most people who open up businesses or buy homes in here, I mean, it leads to gentrification and we wanted to make sure we didn't come to a space and try to change it, that we actually just became part of it um, and do what we can 
as like leaders to help improve our community or just help be a part of it. So that's a huge part of our mission. And the other is culture, is just really acknowledging and honoring um, and celebrating our diversity mm -hmm. and our cultures and understanding that the world is a better place when we're all like unique and we all can come together and share like different backgrounds and different experiences. Um, so yeah, that's part of, that's our, that's our mission, our four statement, core statements. I really love that you both touched on belonging and how you both had your different experiences. Because I myself, I um, I was born in San Francisco. I was raised as a Navy kid and moved around like seven, eight times. And so I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I had a community I belonged to as well. I don't look Filipino. I'm full Filipino. So of course, like I totally see what you meant by. Mm -hmm. You try to join, but then they you still don't feel like you're treated like a part of that community yeah. just because you're maybe lighter skinned or you look slightly different. Um, and that's why I love that when I bet when I met both of you, um, you had no problem making me feel welcome. <laughs> and just through the creative community here in San Diego, even though there are so, so many people, I feel like this community here is so welcoming. And there's been times where I feel so intimidated to go to a place or to like an art show or whatever it is. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I don't feel like <laughs> I should go because what am I gonna say? Who's gonna be there? Mm -hmm. um, maybe I should bring a friend. You know, it's always like these these thoughts that come into your head and you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. But when you walk into this space, you have no problem like really feeling at home. Awesome, And Thanks. I love that. And I love that you can tell that every aspect, every corner of this space, there is something that's created by somebody. I know you guys can't see it right now, but there's just art all over the walls here created by so many different people from our community. And that is something from paintings, like abstract paintings from Samantha Louise and then the photographs and just beautiful, beautiful interpretations of belonging. So I'd also love to hear kind of like why incorporating art in your space is a very important thing for you guys. Mm. You want to take that one? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I just... Well, first of all, I'm a Libra, <laughs> and that is, <laughs> that's just like my life goal, to be surrounded by beautiful things all the time. <laughs> so I, I think that's part of why I'm a photographer. I've been told that I'm amazed by everything, okay? So um, <laughs> so I, I love just being surrounded by beautiful work that people have created. Um, like you said, we, we have such an astounding creative community in San Diego, and I feel really lucky that I've been able to get to know a lot of these people on a personal level. Um, a lot of the work in the space is done by people who we know personally. My, my boyfriend is one of them, Evan. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, yeah, our friends, uh, Angela Garzon has a piece. Um, uh, let's see, Chitra, and I'm just looking around the room. Cameron Belinsky. Yeah, Cameron. Um, my dad has. Some <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really. So random. you know, I I had somebody ask me during our opening show how we curated this, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, I just really I'm not trying to be a gallery curator mm -hmm. or anything like that. I didn't go to art school, um, but. I feel like I have a, a visual sense of what looks good, and I absolutely, Nick does too, being a designer. And we really just wanted to fill the space with things that inspired us and would inspire other people, and to help our community sell work too. And mm -hmm. that's something that we're still exploring and trying to figure mm -hmm. out yeah, how do artists sell paintings? That's right. That's not something that we've had to do, mm -hmm. um, either of us. I sell a service, typically. I right. sell a photography service. Mm -hmm. and, and Nick sells products that she mm -hmm. makes. But, you know, everybody has different reasons for why they buy art. 
and everybody has different uh, tastes and and reasons for maybe not buying art too. So we're interested in learning what those things may be, and it's it's kind of an experiment too to just kind of see what happens. Um, we're, we have a couple ideas for some events coming up in the near future where we will explore some of these topics more. Mm-hmm. Yay, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. I remember the theme around all of um, the art pieces that are up here is around the theme of belonging. And I know that's going to kind of like switch throughout the year, right? Oh, yeah. Or kind of like change. So mm-hmm. what is your intention behind kind of doing that and creating these conversations around belonging? Um, well, I think what we're going to do, I mean, we wanted to be, the first one started off as the art of belonging. That's the showcase. Um, but I think we do want to explore some things that are a bit more controversial. You know, um, we might want to tackle something um, about, you know, what's going on down at the border. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can find some photographers who have captured that chaos uh, and to tell the story. And we kind of want to put it, not necessarily put it in people's faces because the space is supposed to be a place where, you know, for creativity to thrive. But I think we want to make sure that people are also aware of what's, what's going on in their community. And when you're not looking at the news, it's, it's safe to be just like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, so I'm just going to live my life. But we want to make sure that we're bringing to attention, like, this is the reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to be forgotten. It's not to be dismissed. And you're not to look the other way. So we want to challenge that a little bit. Um, we, we haven't really <laughs> thought too much about all the exhibits, but we just do know that we want to bring in stuff that's a bit more on the controversial side. Uh, Not always, but we kind of want to start implementing that Mm -hmm. into the space. Definitely. And beautiful, surrounding ourselves with beautiful things is only part of it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important just especially as your mission is to create a space is also to be able to talk about the things that are happening mm-hmm. in the community beyond San Diego, and especially the things that are affecting San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is this article, sorry, real quick. No, go ahead. So I was reading in the news the other day. So the Starbucks over on University, and I can't remember what street <gasps> it is, mm-hmm. in North Park is yeah. closing, and they said the reason why they're closing is because there's a lot of homeless people hanging out there, and that people don't like seeing the homeless. And to me, that actually upset me that they would close a store because people are complaining about the homelessness in San Diego. And I think that's probably the biggest issue is that everyone wants to turn the other way and not acknowledge the fact that this exists and this is what's going on. So instead of tackling it and people kind of accepting that this is now the culture of San Diego, they're trying to like turn their heads like the other way and not pay attention. And Mm -hmm. that really upset me. Um, yeah, I, c- I couldn't believe when I read that. I was like, really? Because of homeless people? Wow. Yeah, I mean, people stopped going to that Starbucks. Yeah, so what's their sales funny? Have dropped. What's funny is um, I saw one of the reasons why they're closing is because Wholesome is so. Wholesome Coffee mm. is like the coffee shop on that <laughs> block. And I'm just yeah. like, sure, I get it. But also, no one is talking about that. They're trying to like turn their head and mm-hmm. just blame it on something else. Like, oh, there's another coffee shop, there's a specialty coffee shop just like on the same block and it's doing better. That's why yeah. they don't want to address the fact that it is homelessness. That is yeah. something that needs to be talked about. And that about. has to be. I mean, even for Stacy and I, I mean, this area, City Heights, there are so many homeless in this area. And we do our best to not, you know, look the other way. Like we have, we've been in certain, you know, circumstances where we've had homeless people walking in and we're, we're like, hey, How's it going? Oh, yeah. Because they mm-hmm. need to be treated with dignity. They're Absolutely. people. They're human beings. We have a local, like, what would we call him? He's our Israel? Like, what would he be? Oh, yes. We have, like, a, I don't even know what to call him. Like, I don't know. He's I don't know how to describe him. We just friend. have He's kind of a friend. <laughs> he's a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And he stops by. He's a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he stops by. Sometimes he's wears very elaborate clothing or no I clothing think I've at seen all. Him last time we were <laughs> here. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean, he's. He's he brought us donations yeah. to our oh. holiday pop-up shop yeah. for the raffle. 
That's so sweet. Brought us canned items, mm-hmm. brought us, didn't, wasn't there some clothing in there yeah, too? Yeah, there was some clothing. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be a part of it. It was so awesome. It was and really I loved cool. It. Yeah. And we also That's leave really cool. food outside too when it's not raining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we leave food outside. Like we left out some oranges and some bottles of water because we know we have a lot of homeless people that come in to the parking lot and they're looking for bottles or cans or anything like that. Um, there's a guy that comes almost every night to collect bottles and cans from the bar. And I actually met him over the weekend because I saw him out there waiting. And so I like took all cans and bottles out of our, our, our recycle bin and gave it to him. So like we try to be a part because that's the reality of this area. And mm-hmm. it's not going to go away anytime soon. So you can either look the other way or you can start making a difference. So we're not going to change the world or the community right away, but like, we're going to just do what we can. I so. love that. I love that. That's really important. So, okay. It is. No, <laughs> I think that's great. I think it is very important to talk about these topics, especially because like, as we know it, like the San Diego community and just like the housing crisis, everything's just getting way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Everything is just getting insane. And it seems so like unachievable for people to even own a home. nowadays or even start their own business there's been times where i'm just like what am i doing um pursuing this entrepreneur life if i could just you know yeah if i'm going to fail Mm -hmm. but it's pushing past that and being able to create these conversations and these experiences and be a part of the community in any way we can and i think that's why it's so cool to see others who are like-minded who are contributing any way they can and like you said trying to make a difference even if it is a small gesture because I don't know I just (laughs) uh, there's a lot on my mind right now but (laughs) but yeah I really do love that you are both very aware of like everything that's happening and I love that you are contributing to the creative community here and starting this conversation because there's been times even as um, like a blogger or whatever you want to categorize me as, a photographer, content creator, podcaster, that there are others who do the same thing, who judge you on it, who feel like you're their competition and everything like that. And it's, it's kind of sad because we're all there is room for everybody to thrive Mm -hmm. and I think that's also another thing I want to talk to talk to you both about is how we can each contribute to the community and still thrive in our own businesses even though it is an oversaturated kind of field in what we do (laughs) (laughs) I well I mean I think Stacy and I both kind of have this we believe in that there's abundance you know we Mm -hmm. that's how we live that's how we operate in abundance. Like, <laughs> but you can explain it more because that's more of your thing. I'm like, it's my thing now because yeah. of you. I don't know. It's just all about how you think about it, really. If, if we went around every day thinking that there wasn't enough, there's not enough, not enough, not enough. It's just this, this concept of lack that you're creating in your mind, right? How about if you think that there's plenty for everyone? Mm -hmm. You have so much in your life that you have to share it with other people. Think about how good that feels to share it with other people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there are a lot of photographers in San Diego. Yeah, there are a lot of people who are graphic designers and making products and selling them. But we all have our own way of looking at things. We all have our own little niche and our our Mm -hmm. specialties and there's going to be times when you have too much work and you've got to share it with other people and they'll do it for you too. I got an email just today from somebody who was referred to me by a photographer that I met, I swear, probably four years ago. Oh, oh wow. I met him, we were both shooting the same event and that can be kind of weird sometimes when yeah. you show up and there's two people and I'm like, what are you doing here? I thought, I <laughs> but, but no, instead I introduced myself at the time, got to know him, looked at his website, exchanged cards. He must have looked at mine somehow too, held on to my information, sent me a magazine job today. Like, wow. why shouldn't nice. we do that? 
for mm -hmm. each other. We're all just trying to make it in mm -hmm. this crazy world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a lot more fun when you can share with other people. Yeah. And it always comes back to you. It mm -hmm. always does. That. Yeah. It just makes more sense when you just, like, help people out. Right. Like, it just, it takes more effort to, like, not help a person than it does to help a person. It's very true. Like, very it just true. takes way more effort. Um, so, I don't, yeah, I think. The other, the other thing, too, just, I think the photography community specifically is so amazing because from day one, people felt like they could teach me things and mm -hmm. they, they felt inclined to do that and now that's what I want to do for other people right that's awesome yeah mm -hmm. it's we all have the access to the tools yeah right? exactly mm -hmm. we all have phones that we take pictures on we can buy a camera now for 500 bucks um why why not just I don't know share the joy yeah I mean that's essentially the basis of you belong here I mean there's yeah. so many there's so many things that YBH is but I mean when it when we like kind of break it down we want we have we both have successful businesses and I have a lot of friends who are small businesses and they're like starting and they were struggling and I'm like why should people have to struggle why can't we share the information that mm -hmm. we know like I mm -hmm. have so much information about business and running a business and starting a business and maintaining a business there's got to be a way for me to share that with people yeah. And that has to be the same for another person I know. They probably have so much information about a business and vice versa. All these people know something and everyone should be getting together and working in situations where they can share it and they can collaborate. So that is basically like what YBH is, is just come here, work, share your knowledge with one another um, and help each other thrive. You I know, there's, that. yeah, go ahead. When you, Alyssa, were talking about how you kind of question why you're taking this entrepreneurial route when, mm -hmm. when maybe you could have a more stable job, right? right? Um, reminded me of, of when I left my day job, which was back in 2011, and the government was going through, I worked oh, for the government, state mm -hmm. government. We were going through a budget crisis and getting furloughed, similar to what's happening right now yeah. with the federal <laughs> shutdown. And, um, you know, my parents were both state workers their entire lives, and they wanted the same for me because they thought that it was such a secure job, and mm -hmm. I had health insurance and 401k and all of that stuff. And it turned out that I was at the mercy of our governor and our state, and I had less job security than I thought that I did the entire time. We were showing up for work and, and not, well, eventually we were being told not to come to work and not getting paid for those days. But sometimes it's easy to think like, yeah, I could just stop doing my, my own business and go yeah. get a full-time job. But the reality of it is, is that doing your own thing is maybe even more secure than going and working for somebody else mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, you're taking matters into your own hands mm -hmm. and you're responsible for your success and it's mm -hmm. not reliant on some bureaucrat trying to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love that you shared that because I saw a statistic that probably by 2020, like 40 to 50% of the workforce is going to be all like contractors. Whoa, wow. mm -hmm. that's a huge all number. All freelancers, yeah. Wow. It's growing so rapidly and it's crazy because I've seen like myself and colleagues included who have left their jobs to start their own thing because they are good at one specific thing and they felt like, I don't want to work under somebody else. Yeah. And Well, and all that job security too, mm -hmm. it, it, again, it's the perception that this is the most stable job you're ever going to have. <laughs> this is the last time you will ever have your health insurance paid. And uh, this is the yeah. most money you will ever make. And it's like, no, you could probably make more actually doing your mm -hmm. own thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. well, when, when Obamacare was at its prime, um, <laughs> really paying for your own health insurance in some cases was not too difficult. Mm -hmm. So, 
Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's just all the way that you think about it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the topic of perception and just like how you think about things, just like the abundance thing. I had to really shift my mindset at the end of the year about my worth. And I I know I mentioned that in the email. I was like, I'm not honoring my worth and I'm not making like anything out of all these things. And why not? Because I I failed to recognize that. Mm -hmm. And I learned. So now that won't happen. But it was definitely like a turning point where I was just like, I have to be more courageous and I have to be like, I have to stand my ground and be like, this is why I price this way and this is what that does. This and is what it costs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Either you buy it or you don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for us who provide a service and also sell products and all that stuff, like it is very challenging. And like, I think that's where the mindset I came from was just like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard when I quit my job and I'm not going to know what to do or it really just took like me just being like, I can do this mm-hmm. and continuing to say that to myself each and every day. Well, and it's not for everyone either. Yeah, I'm absolutely. definitely not advocating everybody <laughs> go out and quit your government mm-hmm. jobs. By all means, do not do that. Uh, you really have to, to be able to go with the flow and to be okay with uncertainty mm-hmm. and Definitely. know how to deal with the ups and downs of small business life because it's not all sunshine and rainbows and lollipops. It's it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. But it can be super rewarding. Mm-hmm. And that first paycheck that you make on your own <laughs> is like the, the most amazing yeah, feeling. That's it pretty really exciting. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It is so rad. I totally agree. And I love that. And I'm so excited. Um, what would be I mean you guys both touched on it, but like some pieces of advice for people, especially who are seeking community, maybe are creative minded, but don't really know where to start. Um, What are some of your pieces of advice that you would give to people to really just take, to start? That's it. (laughs) Just just start somewhere. That's all you don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be amazing. It just, and it's never, when you first start, it's not going to be amazing. That's just the reality. Like you you kind of find yourself in the journey of like becoming a business. So you can't really be perfect and you have to just start wherever, wherever you're at. Like, like current commit to it and don't give up Mm -hmm. really. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm like going to be starting my own consulting business soon. (laughs) And I don't have like, I don't, I don't have a website yet, but I'm just going to start making some stuff like this month. I'm just going to put up a landing page and, it's going to have some testimonials on it and a picture of me, and that's it. It's not like a crazy selling point, but I'm going to just start somewhere. So I think, yeah, that's a really a good way to approach it, too, is just breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. and small steps that you can take to get to where you want to be. Um, what's the saying? Done is better than perfect. Yeah, right? yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would recommend is is doing one of those, like, for people who are, are not really sure about where they want to go, they know they want to start a business, or they know that they're looking for, like, their passion, take one of those finders tests mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and figure out what you're good at and pursue something that you're good at and that you like to do. Mm-hmm. If you like doing it and you're good at it, there's no way you can't make that happen. You know, mm-hmm. if you like to do something, but you're not very good at it, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't turn that, that into your job. <laughs> rethink that. <laughs> That's a hobby. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> is a difference. Practicing. Yeah, there definitely is a difference. Like I would not yeah. sell my watercolor paintings because they're crap, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you know what? Also, too, just want to add in there, if you're creative and you want to start somewhere um, or you just don't know how to begin, really just talk to your family, talk to your friends. I mean, that really helps a lot, too. It's just getting, letting people know about the journey you're about to take. Um, it's, you can't just jump into these things, like, alone. It's hard. So, you know, and, like, financially become hard, too. So it's really important that someone who wants to start in a creative field or start their own business, that you just communicate your intentions with, with your family and your friends so that you can get the support that is needed. And find a mentor, too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes even, like, in creative 
uh, positions, especially, it's sometimes our family members don't really get it. They're, yeah, absolutely. They're just like, wait, <laughs> you want to be an artist? Okay, I'm going to be paying your bills for <laughs> the rest of your life. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but yeah, find somebody who you look up to in the community and, mm-hmm. and take them out for coffee and pick their brain and send them an email. I mean, you know, don't like stalk them, but but <laughs> send them a couple questions and just say, hey, can I hang out with you for an hour and and can I assist you for free? Working for free is one of those things that I'm not a huge advocate of, no. but, but if you can learn on the job, if you have somebody who's willing to pay you a small amount and you carry mm-hmm. their gear around or you help them set up lights or you are just there for moral support. You know, sometimes I like to bring friends on shoots just to like have a buddy there so that I don't get stressed out. Um, yeah, volunteer and, and try, to, try to find people who you look up to who will take you under their wing and teach you everything they know. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. Come that to our so open good. house on Friday. Yeah. I don't know when this is this, being published. But. Is probably next Monday. Okay. So, so hopefully you came to our open house on Friday. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our open house on Friday. <laughs> but speaking of which, what are some upcoming events that people could look out for? Some dates to save perhaps uh, to let me get my check out this here. space? Um, yeah. We have so. a photo workshop. You, you know oh. all about that, Stacey. Oh, There's something on right. the 10th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to host a, like an all-day-long photo workshop at You Belong Here, covering everything that I know about photography, basically, um, using actual cameras. So if you have a camera or you want to know how to use a camera or if you just want to finally unravel the mystery of what an f-stop is i am (laughs) sharing all of my (laughs) secrets Um, we'll actually do some hands-on photography too we'll talk about how to back up your photos so that you don't lose all of your precious memories it's It's going to be a blast so february 10th we have links on our website it's it is on the website on the website right now Mm -hmm. um february 12th February 12th. You go ahead and talk about that too. We are going to have a sort of closing reception for our current art show that's up. And as part of that, we are having a panel discussion with some very amazing leaders in our community. Lauren Siri, who runs the 1805 Gallery, will be moderating. And Sarah Stiber, who's a really rad artist in town. She'll be talking about um, how to market yourself as an artist and how to actually sell work. And Cara West, who is uh, formerly the gallery curator of the downtown San Diego Central Library Gallery, will be part of that as well. And then we'll have some Q&A and discussion with some of our artists who have work up here. I love it. February 12th mm-hmm. yes and then after that kind of what we don't really know yet <laughs> we're still working yeah we're still mm-hmm. working on some things we have potentially a pod like a six-week podcasting course coming up we just don't have the dates on that just yet um but that will be in the works it's pretty soon so that's exciting yay um your event will be here yes <laughs> There is coffee going to be combos. an exciting live coffee and combos event happening here. We're still ironing out the details, so stay tuned for that. But I'm really excited because I would love to see everyone here in this space and just enjoy some coffee, some great conversation, and some really awesome talent. Um, but before we close with the podcast, I like to ask everybody if you could have coffee and combos with anyone, who would it be? Oh, boy. Ooh. <laughs> I know who it would be. And, like, does it have to be someone? Wait. Okay. Dead or alive, it's cool. Like, All right. anybody. There's this artist named Amy Leone. <laughs> and I am, like, so in love with her. She's amazing. She's not only is she talented, she's just, like, really, she's very talented, but she's, like, very soulful. Like, she mm. fills everything. Like, everything that's inside of her, she just fills it and she just, like, sings it and explores it. And she was um, a native of 
Queens, and then she moved out to London um, just recently, and she is starting, she has her own play going on soon. It's called Vaseline. Um, So... (laughs) But she is someone I would love to sit down and talk to. I just, I love oh, people. Oh, so cute. I love people who are full of soul and also just, her spirit is amazing. Her drive is insane. Like, she's such a tenacious, like, person. I so that. that's who I'd love to sit down and have coffee with. Yay. Nice. How about you, Stacey? Um, gosh, the first person who comes to mind is a photographer who I got to know a little bit when I lived in Boulder, Colorado. His name is George Lang. Mm. And he's one of those people who's been shooting for a long time. He used to assist Annie Leibovitz. And, oh, wow. That's um, cool. Yeah. I, I just love the stories that he tells. He always, he writes blogs and, and has a pretty interesting Instagram account. Um, but he's just one of those people who can make the, can really capture the essence of people. He shoots celebrities and well-known, interesting people. And I, I just admire the way that he goes about that and would love to pick his brain a little bit. That is so awesome. That is a process. I'm like looking at these people now. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be such a cool conversation for you all to have. Yeah. But before we end, please let the audience know where to find you, both individually and you belong here. You and belong con- here, SD, on Instagram. And just my first and last name for my personal account. What's that? Spell it. <laughs> S-T-A-C-Y-K-E-C-K. Cool. And I'm at the Rock Shop, so it's spelled T-H-E underscore R-O-C-S-H-O-P. Yay. (laughs) Thank you both for having this this conversation. I'm super excited to share this and just see how people enjoy You Belong Here and to see the space grow. I know it's only been open for like not even, what, two months? Yeah, the end of November. So about a month and a half almost. Mm. A little over a month. That's so crazy. And it's, it's so so freaking cool so thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode bye bye Bye.